Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Powered by Bettsburgs. We are your daily dose of cricket, handicapping, and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. I'm joined here always by my friend Andy Molitor. Shit. Alex wrote that down for me. I just kept rolling with it. I'm Andy. Matt's here. Alex is out. It's hump day. I didn't get uh, I didn't get ambushed by the opening of the show. I knew it was coming today. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, not a great day for me. The Timberwolves got the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. The Twins lost to a inferior squad that they should. They had a nice lead. I'd actually bet on the Twins. Did they play Boston? Mm, KC. Boston series. Oh, okay, yeah. KC's an inferior squad. That's that's fair. Well, first, I they... yeah. I don't, I don't want to dig on. Like Boston's an okay team. I wouldn't say Boston. Yeah, I feel like Boston and Minnesota are kind of in similar camps this year, especially with how the AL East is. But I did, didn't mean to cut you off there. It was just a little bit. Well, you, uh, you, had little, me little, think, you had me doubting myself because they did play Boston on Monday, but no, they are on to Kansas City. The only good news, I suppose, would be, and I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to make you guys, it's like talking about your fantasy team. No one gives a shit, but I'm going to bring this up every week, all summer long, uh, Baseball Survivor League. I had the Mets last week. That was week one. I've been Joe, you know, Joe Ostrowski? Uh, I have not really Chicago, crossed paths with him guy. a ton, but I, I know of him. You've know, been yeah. in, you know, I've been in the studio with him a couple times before. Yeah, he's uh, definitely loves, a name in Chicago here a lot. Loves running Survivor leagues. I, I play in all his Survivor leagues, but baseball one's the most fun, I think. So started last week. Mets four and two. You just need oh, a winning boy. record, or you need a winning record, or five hundred or better to advance. So Mets last okay. week in all three entries. This week, split them up a little because I have three entries. St. Louis and Seattle. Double S week. So they both won yesterday. Neither played on Monday. We just need a cut. I think we just need two more wins apiece out of uh, them in the last five games of the week. So let's go. Happy holidays. you're going to like the Seattle one after seeing my card later, but we'll get to that. That's a tease. Oh, I, I think Seattle, this is uh this was like the number one week I wanted to use them. And I think yeah. I have two Seattles and one St. Louis. So um, I have no idea what Ethan's talking about. Is it a Canadian holiday today? Oh, he, uh, those are leaves. Those are cannot, oh. those are not Canadian leaves. Those are those are drug smoking this, leaves. Oh, I, I thought it, good it is for go, I should I should do drugs later. I have some uh, gummies and all. I should take. Help me sleep tonight. Dan, can you clip the... that? Dan, clip that. I should do drugs later. <laughs> I, I, on on deep dive, I said I'd do heroin. So this Jesus. is pretty tame. Those are well. It was a. Uh, if I turn seventy five, I'm gonna try hard drugs because i've made it that long so it's just this like a goal to shoot for so no noobs probably we're off the rails 10 well, that's 11 34 on the east coast it's even later sure. in nova scotia but uh yeah wednesday no basketball picks because noobs is off maybe i can go to his twitter or his betsperts account and see if he bet anything you know we're gonna do we're gonna type at underscore n-o-o Yes, he'll usually tweet anything out. It's a good schedule tonight. I'm looking forward to this. It is. Uh, went I went down to the bar and watched part of the, the game last night with the uh, kids. One, my son always wants to shoot pool, and I said, okay. "There's a bunch of pool tables at this bar around the corner. We'll go there." Got there, league night. <laughs> Not oh, a pool table. To, I'm like, when are they? Uh, I asked the waitress, "When are they at her?" Uh, like three hours. Sorry, bud, you're watching basketball. Can't play pool tonight. Wings. Not happening. But uh, good. A good slate tonight. Nets Celtics is obviously the one I'm looking forward to. On uh, the deep dive last deep dive with Spoon, I was talked into some Nets, so I'm sitting on Nets like two to one, pertinier. Um, 
for the series price. So I'd like them to take this game, obviously. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm getting the worst of the number there. Uh, obviously, cheering for 76ers here for Alex, I guess. They're a small favorite in Toronto. This will be the shorthanded 76ers with, uh, you know, the the rules surrounding yeah. Canada and unvaccinated Matisse Thibel, right? He's out. He's Thi- Thibel cannot yeah. travel because of the uh, – he's got one jab but not the other one. That's and then you know what I, I either way whatever no you want to do it's like fine I don't what whatever you want to do that's your right but it's weird like I think you, you talked yeah. about it to get the first one and then just be like no I'm against the second like I feel like you already got it in you at that point. you already got one microchip like what's it yeah what's, what's, the, what's the second what's the worry I don't know yeah the second actually you know I truthfully told first one. I didn't even notice it. Second one, my arm was dead for three days, and I had a little bit of flu. So, like, oh, see, maybe I, he, maybe he watched Broadway. Two, I, I was fine. I got the I got the booster like in January or something, and that one knocked me out for like a day and a half. That was that maybe was maybe that was it. I don't. I just go to the appointments my wife sets. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for the Nets to upset the Celtics tonight. I would love that because, as they say, on winning time, fuck Boston. That is a, that was a great episode last week. Noobs brought that up. He's like, should we do a winning time podcast? I'm like, I would listen to me talk about winning time for an hour. I love that show. Um, so we're, we're cheering against Boston always uh, cheer for the 76ers for noobs and then bulls bucks. I don't give a shit that maybe is competitive again, but I tend to think one of these games is going to be a pretty gross bucks bowl blowout. Yeah. That this is one's just, kind of... How long would it this take one... you to get from the United center up to uh, the Miller plant? uh no traffic Two hours? no no traffic it's like hour 20 ish I and mean, if you're driving in chicago or you know rush hour traffic on the on the expressway headed up there it's probably closer to two but yeah it's, it's no traffic it's like an hour 15 hour 20 it's really not that bad of a drive not a, yeah it's not a big travel spot but still yeah. they're not going to play, play well away. tonight they, their chance to grab one was game one when the bucks routinely usually don't show up for a, a game in a series that was their chance and they shot 19% from three and DeMar DeRozan had his worst game of, of not just you know, the season by far. And that was kind of it. And, you know, I, I told noobs I'm sitting on some bucks, uh, bucks sweep prices and, and bucks for one prices that like, you know, I don't get me wrong. If the Bulls would have pulled that one out of I'm like, all right, cool. We won. But the fact that they didn't, I'm like, all right, well, I, that's good for my, you know, bucks sweep at plus 300. Yeah, it did feel I'm not big narrative street guy until I am, but like feeling like you got that close and not pulling it out, that mm-hmm. has to be demoralizing. And so yeah. I'm a half I need to shorten this guy's name. I'm just gonna call him half like you. He says this feels like the Bucks blowout game. Patrick says he'd watch a, a winning time spinoff about yeah, the Richard Pryor character is pretty good too. Just because Richard Pryor's hilarious anyway. I gotta and start then, that show. I keep hearing good things about it. Now I see Jerry West is like good. demanding an apology and a retraction on the strip. He's not. What, what's going on? Is he? Is that a bad portrayal of Jerry West? You're I never met Jerry him, West. Right? I never met the guy. I have never sat in any of the meetings over there. But other people are kind of backing him up, saying like they portrayed him as a dickhead. Which whatever. I don't know. Larry Bird isn't mad about how they portrayed him as a redneck, <laughs> like just like a redneck. Yeah. angry person which uh, the larry bird portrayal is great too but uh no i don't know let them sue each other that's fun wood harris is being great yeah wood harris is great as spencer haywood there's a really good cast in that one and that's my final thoughts on the nba as we 
Cross over the base. Cross over the baseline. Hoops without noops. Look at us. That was good. Hoops for us. without noops. Yeah, we kind of nailed that. Let's uh, let's hit some baseball as I am. Not today, but tomorrow I'm gonna have a bunch of time to work on my home run model, which I'm pretty excited about. Maybe we'll talk that out. You a have a this home run too. model. Well, I'm gonna work on it because I think there's definitely. I don't think those numbers are set properly all the time, just because they're low limit props. Mm-hmm. And I think you can. Like when you look at an NF or an MLB total, park factors, a few other things are built into that. I'm not sure how much all that is built into some of these home run yes prices. And I think there's some value. So we're gonna we're gonna get after it. But uh, you got some props today too. You got a whole card of MLB here. I do. Well, no, I wanted not a to... single normal bet. Oh, one one run line, I guess. I got a. Oh, it's, I guess I did a few first five unders there. I think White's, the White Sox uh, Guardians one actually is also an alt total. I think that was at four and a half, but it was like minus 140 for the under. So I didn't think that had any value to it. Um, I, I know you like alternate lines if I have to go under, which I, I think didn't want to go over. It didn't want to go overs with some of these. Uh, Giants Mets, I'll start with uh, Carlos Rodonstone for the Giants. He's been lights out. He's got like 21 strikeouts through two starts. Uh, ERA around one and a half. He's been really, really good. They're also playing in colder New York. Um, Chris Bassett is kind of the forgotten piece addition to the Mets rotation this year. Obviously, they made the big splash with Scherzer. DeGrom's been in the news all year with you know being hurt. And you know when he's healthy, him and Scherzer will be a great one too. Chris Bassett is like, he's got Cy Young caliber type stuff. He's been fantastic so far this year through two starts. He's got an ERA under one. Competition hasn't been great, but he's been just absolutely dominant. Uh, the Giants don't have—I mean, the Giants are a good baseball team, but they don't have a lineup like you, you see. Like they don't have an elite lineup exactly, and they're not going to be a team that's going to, you know, hit seven home runs and, and put up a ton of runs. They're going to be a team that kind of beats you with some small ball and beats you in lower-scoring games. First five under two and a half is low, but with how these pitchers have started the year at plus one forty-two, might not put a full unit on that one, but that one's probably worth rolling the dice on, in my opinion. Uh, White Sox Guardians in the first game. They have a doubleheader today because the last two days have been rained out, snowed out, whatever it is in Cleveland. Uh, this one is at, uh, I believe, 12.10 or 1.10 Central Time. Not totally sure. Got to check that one out, but starting pretty soon after this. Uh, gave this one out yesterday. It is the same pitching matchup, so I won't get too deep into it, but it's Shane Beaver against Dallas Keuchel. Uh, Shane Beaver has been really good against the Sox throughout his career, especially last year. He's 3-0 and in four starts with an ERA under two. Uh, whip was right at one, so wasn't allowing many base runners. The White Sox historically don't hit him terribly well. He's just a really good pitcher throwing at home in an early season game where the Sox lineup tends to struggle because they don't really love hitting in the cold weather. Uh, Dallas Keuchel had a pretty decent first outing against Seattle, and I, I'm not going to ask too much of him to do, you know, against a Indian, or excuse me, Guardians lineup, caught myself there, that uh, really doesn't have all that much going for it outside of Jose Ramirez and Fran Mil Reyes. So give me that first five under three and a half at plus 122. Again, you're going to probably have to find that in the alt tab unless it's switched by now, but it was four and a half this morning. Uh, I know you like my White Sox total base props. I did want to, I, I was in between a Tim Anderson, who I know I, I won you big with last year, and Jose Love Abreu. Timmy. Timmy, Timmy won you big. Didn't you have him like, keep live Ben up to like eight yeah, plus you, total bases and he yeah, hit you, it in a game against the yeah. Twins? You gave out like over one and a half total bases or two or something, and I bet like three, four, five, six or whatever. Whatever. You, they I think let you, me get, you kept yeah. telling me like after every at bat, you just kept like doubling down and betting. Yeah, you, you, can, just keep, you, you can just keep betting on these players. If they're hot, yeah. they're hot. You know, you ride that hot hand, baby. 
Jose Abreu is off to a little bit of a slower start this year, uh, but he was he had a very good hitting series, hitting homestand against the Mariners and Rays. He could have had about three or four home runs in that homestand, but there were some tricky wins in the cold weather that, you know, kind of if it was June or July, the ball probably would have been five or six rows deep. But since it wasn't, it was right to the warring track in the wall. He's seeing the ball pretty well right now. He's making good contact. He's, uh, I believe, eight for 30, so hitting 267 against Shane Bieber throughout his career. And Abreu has been a guy that's hit aces pretty well generally across the board. Uh, I think he's kind of a guy that gets up for that a little bit more, but he, he's hit aces well. He's a very smart hitter. Uh, I think he's got 24 extra base hits uh, in, in his career in Cleveland, which is a pretty decent amount throughout his time. He's been here since 2014. So I'm going to take Jose Abreu with the plus money, two plus total bases. Tim Anderson also was the one I was telling you I was going back and forth with. He's minus 105, two plus total bases. He's going to get the most at bats on the White Sox. He's going to see the most pitches. Well, actually, no, he probably won't see the most pitches because he attacks first pitch fastball a lot, which is something you like to see if, if you're going for two plus total bases because he's making contact with it. So those are either one of those is my bets. I put a Brave on the board because I like putting plus money on the board. Uh, and then for your survivor pool, uh, had this same exact pick yesterday. I believe it was the same odds too. Mariners minus one and a half against the Rangers. Uh, <clears throat> former White Sox prospect, Dane Dunning, throwing for the Rangers. He has been pretty bad so far this year. He's got an ERA over five, whip around two. Uh, Logan Gilbert throwing for the Mariners. He's been really good in two starts. He's got an ERA under one. Uh, he he struck, uh, struck out like 14 through 11 innings. So he's been pretty good. They're at home. Lineup's good. The Rangers, uh, they spent $500 on their middle infield uh, <laughs> in the offseason, which is ridiculous to say. Uh, those two guys are fine, though Marcus Simeon's off to a pretty terrible start. But the, the rest of the team just doesn't really have it. There's not much of a lineup. There's not much pitching. So I, I we talked about it yesterday. If you like a team on the money line at minus, you know, 150, there's really not much of a reason to just not take the plus money, at, you know, plus 146 on the run line. Because like Alex was saying, something like 72% of baseball games since 2003 have been decided by multiple runs. So that's that's why you it's smarter to go with the run line there. Yeah, I had minus one. I had this one yesterday. I didn't get it from you but i'm glad to know that i should have just said i did i, I don't you know why why wouldn't you just run that. run that back let click, me have click, that. Click that well i mean it was good that you also were on it yeah yeah i went back and looked i had minus or i had plus 145 yesterday so yeah good job to the mariners six two robbie ray i didn't even look at robbie ray last. robbie ray three yesterday for the mariners robbie ray um all right i'll bet it again Fuck it. i'll take seattle again i'm scared take a look for some mariners future some Mariners AL West prices they're going to have some pretty long odds and Houston's going to be the favorite in that division they, they should be they're probably going to win it but the Mariners have a nice rotation they have a nice lineup after some some trades they made with the Reds to, to pick up some guys they just wanted to sell off like they have a pretty decent lineup and if the Astros you know, suffer a couple like if, if Verlander excuse me Verlander's arm doesn't hold up or Bregman you know goes on the IL for a decent amount of time like they are a couple Astros injuries, strokes of bad luck away from being right there in that AL West division. They probably have some good prices. So that might be a sneaky, like good one to look at. Maybe then flip on prop swap if, if the odds jump. Yeah, I'm down. I'll take a look at some futures. 500 at FanDuel right now. 5-2-1, Dan says, to win the AL West. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. You know what I do hate? I hate this golf tournament. <laughs> I I know you do. But you got to talk about it. I wrote about it a little in the newsletter. And if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, you should. You can just, it's free. Give out free bets and stuff. Over it it every week. 
over at betspurtsgolf.com. I think just right on the main page, there's just a little widget. You put your email in there. I'm not going to spam your ass. It's just a, I send one newsletter a week, and that's a lie, I guess. On Master's Week, I sent two, but it was Master's Week. Like I had a lot to say, and they limit how long you can make those, right? So uh, Master's Week, if there's any week that's worth two, it's it's Master's Week. Tim Lyon says, maybe my math is wrong, but isn't minus 160, 61.5, and 145, 40.8? I can check you on that. I don't, I'm not sure where you're going with it. Never been a those math are, guy. So. If you're if you're doing implied odds, so we'll go 100. Actually, we'll go. Yeah, the the, the thing about the home team too, the home team run line thing is definitely a a thing people look at because if you're up by one and you're the home team, you don't get that uh, you don't get a chance to add on in the uh, in the at the end of it. That is something mm-hmm. that is factored For into sure. the pricing there. So. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll take a look at oh, shit, who's calling me at this time. I have a show, guys. Jeez. Um. Anyway, this golf tournament does suck. I was able to put together like just generalized rankings for each player, and then I looked at a few other factors. I tried to look at how they played in team play for sure, and that's not, there's just not a big sample size of like go back and look at like Ryder Cup or Presidents Cup four ball stuff. That's I know we tried to do that for the match play tournament and two middling results. Like what happened? All the guys who are really good at match play did they know Scotty Scheffler won because he's the best. Like that's what happens. Like good golfers still win. So I just looked at good golfers. I looked at a few things that I think are important here Um, in the four ball, which is best ball. You're going to get two shots at every, every green like if you got two really good greens and regulations guys two really good approach guys they're gonna get two shots at that pin on every hole and then probably two birdie putts so like there are some guys who are just gonna go nuclear they're 62s every year and this and this best ball part like on on friday or thursday and saturday it's gonna be some wild so i'm just looking for some guys who can go wildly low on a in a foursome or a four ball matchup and play okay in alternate shots so I had my outrights yesterday on the golf shows. Um, it was the McNeely one that Dan pointed out that their uh, McNeely was Joseph Bramlett's uh, quarantine buddy. And then I took my team Chile with Demito and Neiman. I took team Canada with the two Adams. Everyone in Canada is named Adam, Svensson, and Hadwin. And then also at the top of the board, the, the Horschel group, just because Horschel seems like a, a pain in the ass to play just in general even though it's not match play. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be on the other, the other pairing if they're, you know, up there Sunday, he's a dick. Like he's just, he's a mean person. He's a, he's a, I wouldn't want to play golf with him, but I did bet on him. So team ice cream, bigly. I didn't really take much on these guys in the matchups though. They gave them pretty good matchups. I thought I found some value further down the board. I'm not going to go too deep into any of these because they're 20 minutes in as I rambled a lot today. But you can yeah. see them right here. I found the best prices I could at four or five books. Sig and Straka over Kazire and JT Poston. Uh, Lipsky and Aaron Rye over Jason Day. Jason Day is a fade for me. That's fine. And then Scrivener. I, I really don't know much about him, but I looked at his stats and results. I think this is more than fair price for somebody I like in Aaron Rye. 
Uh, Moore and Matthew Neesmith over Bo Hostler and Sahith Tagawa. A little bit of a bigger favorite there, but <clears throat> you can find a minus 123 on that one. I was able to find that as the lowest price. And then Buckley and Alex Smalley over Doc Redman, somebody I bet a lot. And it pains me that I'm going against Amir. It is a dog price, even though it's not plus money. They build pretty decent overlay into these matchups because they have to. So anything under minus one ten is a dog price in these matchups. Like the other, the other side of this is probably I want to say minus one seventeen. So those four, I'll have some other stuff. I'll have daily matchups. I'll probably write an article up later on today. I'll have it in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, get over there. And yeah, it's it's going to be a light week for that. I think. What uh, what is the format for? Oh, you said Thursday, Saturday is four ball. What's Friday, Sunday? Alternate Friday alternate shot. shot. Yeah. Oh, so Sunday's alternate <laughs> shot as well. Yeah. That's which a- is good. I think that's good because it, it keeps like the people who got there, they're not able to you can't go crazy low in alt shot. So I like that. The worst part about that I read was if it does go to a playoff, they will alternate holes between best ball and alternate shot. So the first hole of the playoff is best ball. The second hole is alt shot. Hmm. Like it's just going to be confusing for anybody watching or those poor announcers having to try to figure that out. Like, so I'm just, just going to pray this doesn't go to a, uh, maybe I should bet that now. You could probably get three and a half to one and goes to a playoff now that I brought it up. That might be a fun but, one. Yeah. I'll play some props. So no hockey bets today, huh? No, it's a, Wednesdays are, are usually a smaller slate because they got the national games and the, there just wasn't really anything that kind of jumped out. There was a, the, the stars were a, the one game that kind of jumped out with stars versus the Oilers is two teams kind of still playing for some playoff stuff. But I think the stars are going to be okay now that Van, uh, Vancouver lost last night. It's just, I, there wasn't anything that was, you know, on the board in a small slate that was like, yeah, that, that's some big value right there. I don't think they even had uh, avalanche cracking odds on the board other than a total. And totals this late in the season, I'm just never, I, I don't really love jumping on. So I just wanted to talk some conference odds. But uh, I did, we, we had a decent night last night. The the Maple Leafs second period over hit yet again. That makes 13 of the last 16 second period overs for the Maple Leafs to hit. Uh, they've all been plus money. So if you're betting that, um, you're, you're doing quite well. I know you've asked me before if you can get those second period totals and third period totals pregame as opposed to live. And I was talking to noobs about it yesterday. Some books do have them pregame. So like if you go on Caesars, Caesars has them just about every day. FanDuel doesn't usually have them. That's usually live, but depending on where you look, you can get these pregame second period overs and like now playoffs, it might change a little bit, but for the four or five games remaining for the Maple Leafs, keep taking those second period overs two and a half. I mean, 13 out of 16 of plus money is been doing that for a unit, uh, unit a game. You're, you're up pretty good right now. Um, but let's talk some conference odds. I'm uh, going to start in the East and then we'll, we'll get to your wild in the West because I, I'm still very high on them. Um, the Florida Panthers plus 250. They're the favorites. They should be the favorites. Might win the president's trophy outside odds at it. They're, they're plus 250. Not a whole lot of value on there. I wanted to take a look at some lightning thinking that they might be a team that kind of, you know, they haven't played good teams very well this year. Um, I, I thought maybe there might be some, some value there because of, you know, they're, they're clearly behind the Hurricanes and the Panthers so far this regular season. Haven't played good teams very well. Vegas still loves them, and I guess when you've won two straight Stanley Cups, and, and I think last year they were like a three seed going into the playoffs, 
it doesn't really matter. I think they're just not going to give any value. Plus, they've probably taken a lot of money on it already, so they don't want to add any more. Yeah. Um, the value I really see here is with the New York Rangers. Uh, at plus 800, I know they're a younger team, but they're pretty much – they're in a battle with the Hurricanes for the uh, the Metropolitan Division. They're probably not going to win that. They both have five games left, and I think the Rangers have games against like the Penguins and the Capitals and the Bruins on there. Hurricanes kind of have an easier road. But in terms of getting to the Easter, getting the Stanley Cup finals, I mean, the East is wide open. The Panthers are the best team remaining. But after that, there is really no team. Obviously, the Lightning jump out because they've done it, but like they haven't been that great this year. The Rangers might have the best goalie in the conference. They have the goalie that's going to win the best in a trophy this year. And as we've seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs before, and a reason why I like your wild. Um, a goalie can get hot and carry you to the playoff or can carry you to a Stanley cup final and carry you to a Stanley cup championship. The Rangers have a good young team. They have one of the best defensemen in hockey. Adam Fox isn't going to win the Norris, but he you know, was in the running all year. He kind of fell off towards the end. He's going to win a Norris at some point in his career. They're going to get a Penguins or Capitals matchup in the first round, which I think is going to be kind of beneficial for him. Two teams that they can beat two teams that they know really well. Um, and as much as I love the Panthers, and I do think they probably win the conference and the Stanley Cup, at plus 800, that's, you know, you're hoping they make a run, win a series or two, and get to an Eastern Conference final. And then you can try and flip that ticket for, you know, some better odds and still make some money on that and start hedging. Uh, but, but the New York Rangers are a team out East that they really jump out at me. I mean, you, you're never wrong if you want to bet on Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin. I just don't think those teams total really have it this year, especially in net. The Maple Leafs have been a really fun offensive team. They just don't have the goalie to do it. Carolina has been a really good team. They've played good teams well, but Frederick Anderson's a goalie that's not, you know, no show playoff time just about every single season. And Tampa, it's, I mean, as good as they are, three cups in a row is just, it doesn't really happen. Two never really happens. Three is going to be really hard for them to do. So I think there's a ton of value there with the Rangers at plus 800. Um, you want to talk about your wild out West? I do. What do you think of the Minnesota Wild this year, Andy? I, what do you think of Jared Spurgeon? You a big fan? So I don't know. I, I said Clutterbuck. <laughs> I don't think he's on the team anymore. Clutterbuck's been on the New York Islanders for the last like seven years. The most wild news I get is when I have like the athletic app on mm-hmm. my phone so I can read. And for some reason, it gives me like a push notification that I haven't gone and changed. Anytime a Minnesota team plays a game, like I get a hey the wild won or the wild lost they seem to win more than they lose so the wild are that is a, a good very sign. the wild are a very good hockey team this year and I've I've been on the show now a bunch of times and I think really since the trade deadline I've talked about how much I, I like them um, they went out and got a goaltender in Mark Andre Fleury who's really good and he's been really good he's won Stanley Cups he at the year Vegas lost the cup he was the best player on the ice and pretty much dragged them uh, to a final. Um, he is very capable of carrying a wild team to the, to a Western conference final against Colorado or to, or I guess they wouldn't play Colorado in the Western conference final. That'd be a second round matchup, but he's a guy that's capable of stealing a series against Colorado. He helped do it last year when he was at Vegas. Um, Colorado is the best team in the conference, but they've been the best team in the conference for the last three or four years. And each year they've gotten upset in, in six or seven games in the Stanley cup playoffs. And I just, I'm not sure they quite have the goaltending to go out uh, it, to be such a lock at, you know, like call plus 130 a lock, but to be such heavy favorites, I think there is some value in the Minnesota Wild. The rest of the teams, I don't like Calgary. I don't think plus 380 is quite enough to go take them. I, I think they're going to get out of that Pacific division um, 
segment of the playoffs pretty easily, but I'm not sure how they're going to stack up against against an avalanche or a wild in seven games. The wild are going to play the blues in the first round. The blues have been a fun story. They're a good team, but similar to, um, you know, Colorado, I don't really trust their goaltending. Uh, Edmonton's odds are way inflated because people like betting on Connor McDavid. I really think with what Minnesota did, they got four lines there. They've made some really key additions at the deadline. In addition to Mark Andre Fleury, they went out and addressed the, you know, some, defensive defenseman who can play bottom pairing minutes. They address their penalty kill. And I just think they're all around a team that can compete with anybody in a seven game series. And if you have a goaltender in Mark Andre Fleury who gets hot, which he's done before in the Stanley cup playoffs, I think that puts them in as good of a position as any to, uh, to take home the West. So I really like them at plus 900. I think they're going to get out of the first round. And if they even win a couple of early games against Colorado, that's another ticket that, you know, you can take the prop swap if they have a two to one series lead on Colorado and you have a nine to one ticket on prop swap. That's going to be down to, you know, plus 450, plus 500 to win the West. So I, I think that's very, a very worthy investment. I, the Blues have been, again, a good team. I just think come playoff time, they're not the, the you know, Blues that they have been in the years past where, where they're a you know super physical team that's going to keep you in low scoring games. They've actually kind of been the opposite. They've been more of a high flying, try and uh, outscore you type of team. And I just don't think their goaltending is going to hold up. So I really like the wild at nine to one there to, to take a little bit of a flyer on. I, I think I got them like 12 to one around the deadline. Now down to nine to one, still like that price. I'm going to do it again. I bet him. I'll bet him again. I like futures. This is my favorite part of the year. I'm having hockey futures for the season cash. I'm having NBA futures cash. Yeah. I'd like to cash some golf stuff this week. And yes, quick shout out to the folks over at Prop Swap, get yourself an account there. 100% deposit match up to 500 bucks. Promo code BETSPERTS. That's all it takes. Get yourself some tickets, sell, buy some tickets, sell some tickets while you're there. Not while you're there, while you're here. Give us a yeah. thumbs up on the YouTube. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For me, for Matt, for producer Dan, for everyone at BETSPERTS, FanDuel, and the whole of the gambling community. We'll catch you tomorrow. Draft, draft.